This is a new podcast from WP and Up. Never heard of them? That's okay. We'll explain all about what they're doing in the next few minutes. For now, you just need to know that we're creating this podcast to help you. Help you connect with other people in the community and hopefully have some fun along the way. When we decided to put this podcast together, we didn't know what format it should take. Should we have interviews and have guests, or just talk amongst ourselves? We still don't know, but what you're hearing is where we are now. This podcast is going to be a journey, and we've just taken the first step. Okay, so much for what we don't know. What about what we do know? We do have a purpose, but it's not wrapped up in the format of a podcast. Our purpose is to help. Help with what? Well, anything really. We're here for you when you need help or you're not sure what's gone wrong. We're here for you, your colleagues, anyone. WP and Up is a charity that you can reach out to when you think that you might need some support. That could be support with your mental or physical health, or perhaps you feel like your skills need updating or your business needs a helping hand. You might be wondering what a charity supporting the WordPress community has to do with a podcast. Well, we'll be inviting people onto the podcast from our wonderful community to share their stories and relate their experiences. Some of those stories might be very personal. Some might tackle issues that are close to your heart. It might be someone talking about their mental health one week and running a business the next. It's supposed to inform you about the WordPress community at large and paint a picture of the people who make up that community, their struggles and their successes. That picture might look familiar to you because you're part of that community too and going through similar experiences. And that, in a nutshell, is the intention. To let you know that there are people out there who can really understand what it's like to do what you do that there is a way that you can connect with those people, if you want to. Perhaps the best place to start is, well, at the beginning. The beginning was a thought in the mind of Dan Maybe. My my personal journey with WordPress started back in 2005. I have been self-employed for about 22 years in one form or another, but I had taken a a change of direction with my business, a change of direction with my career, and started developing sites for friends. Uh, That turned into friends of friends, and that turned into friends of friends of friends, uh, eventually evolving into uh, the agency that I run today, Blue 37. Through that process, there was a lot of time that I was spending on my own, a lot of time I was spending stuck in my own head struggling with not being able to bounce ideas back and forth not having somebody to say you know what am i taking the right route here um what do you think if i if we do this is this the right thing to be doing uh, should i be taking that route there, there were lots of issues involved developing from this the isolation uh, was a real struggle I was, I was office uh, home office based and just simply not having people to, to talk with and bounce ideas back and forth uh, was a real struggle it was around 2014. I'd been involved in the WordPress London meetup for some time now. 
uh, had having lots of conversations with uh, attendees, speakers, sponsors, people involved with in and around the community, getting to um, really hear similar stories really from people that they were just struggling uh, with that isolation, with that that inability to have conversations with people um, on a day to day basis. I, th- I thought you know there's something here. We need to do something to support this. We need to we need to bring something to the community. So let's say 2014, I registered a Twitter handle. It was at WP and up. Uh, I just really felt it presented a positive connotation for moving forward, progressing. Didn't have a clue really what this was back then, what this would look like. Uh, I just had this desire to bring something to the community um, to really support individuals in a positive way. Uh, it was around 2017. Eventually, I got what a, a group of colleagues, a group of friends that I'd worked with in the past. We came together, but back then we just we got together and just worked through our, our desires, our wants, uh, what, what we wanted to deliver and bring to the community. And initially, there was a lot of discussion around what WPNUP is, what type of services it would deliver, and everything. All the conversations we were having, we were realizing that it was leading back to uh, mental health and, and well-being so realized that actually that's that needed to be the focus of WPNUP. we touched on several different areas that could have potentially been the route that WPNUP took uh, but as i say it was really looking at the root the root cause of the the issues that we were seeing within the community all of this got me thinking that i don't really know what the wordpress community looks like i know that there are a lot of us How do we spend our days? Are we mostly in offices or working alone? Does one work environment have benefits over another? Is this data even available? We've got a mental health and wellbeing survey that we've just released um, that can be accessed via wpnup.org forward slash go. Um, And the intention for that survey is to start answering some of those questions um, and to start collecting that type of data so we can be better uh, informed to deliver services within our community. We don't have specific data right now. Um, We have data that relates to, um, we'll give you an example, the NHS Information Centre for Health and Social Care offers data around individuals that are classed as self-employed web developers and designers. Somewhere in the region, currently in the UK alone, there's 4.3% of the UK self-employed workforce are diagnosed with a mental health-related illness. That only includes individuals that are within the UK, registered as self-employed, and have actively seeked uh, support from a mental health perspective. So gone to see a GP, gone to see a mental health specialist, uh, registered through the NHS systems. So, of course, that number is a far, far higher number um, when we look at the, the individuals that are suffering or when we realise there are many, many individuals suffering in silence, uh, individuals that haven't stepped forward and seen a mental health professional or, or uh, visited their GP to discuss the issues. I mean, to put that into context, that's around, that's a little over 3,000 of our colleagues that are registered self-employed and have seeked medical uh, advice relating to this just within the UK alone. That's a lot of people. But remember, that's just the number in the UK. We know that most people using WordPress are not in the UK. So I wanted to know if WPNOP is planning to support people all over the world. Mm -hmm. So we are a UK registered charity. 
Our, our mission is to support and promote positive mental health within the WordPress community. Of course, that WordPress community is a global community. So we, we don't see any boundaries in relation to the, the support, the services that we are delivering. Of course, there are practical issues in, re- in regards to that. There's, there's many issues when we're looking at uh, mental health and well-being. We start to need to incorporate cultural differences, religious differences. So once we start crossing borders, country borders, it, be, it becomes much more challenging. Um, but it's a challenge that we have stepped up to undertake. It's, it's something that we want to deliver on a global scale. We are already supporting quite a number of individuals uh, outside the UK. I wanted to know what the legal status of WP and OP is. After all, if you call them up, you might want to discuss something personal, something that you want to make sure is kept confidential. WP and OP is a UK charity, but what does that really mean? And what assurances does this give people? The registered charity status within the UK means that it's an entity that is registered by the UK Charities Commission. This process for us looked like a 23-week process from initial um, application to completion and receive and for us to receive that charitable status as I say was a 23-week period an awful lot of hoops to jump through uh, an awful lot of time and people efforts to to get us to that stage the charity commission is a body that will regulate uh, registered charities so looking at the responsibility of how we're using uh, our finances, for example, something that we are very keen to follow and, and maintain is a very transparent, open process here. So we're actually making as much of our information uh, publicly available as possible, including our financial records. But um, as a registered charity, there is a, a legal requirement to have elements of your financial records publicly visible. There's, there's an awful lot of other kind of red tape because we are a registered charity. So it really means that we are a body that is um, accountable. Uh, we're not just an organisation that simply can run off and do its own thing without any um, any accountability. We have our we have the WPNUP constitution. That constitution sets out our rules, states what we can and can't do as an organisation in regards to our activities. So there's, there's been an awful lot of work to get that um, to get all that in place. So WP and Up is aiming to become a worldwide charity, offering support to anyone who needs it. That's going to cost a lot of money. How is WP and Up going to make sure that it's sustainable into the future? Initially, when we were discussing as a as a group of um, colleagues before we were trustees it was we were looking at what we were doing here and we were looking at what could be potentially offered and there were some questions that came up about this potentially being a for-profit entity there's there's ways of actually delivering a service here that that could be making we could make money from it but we very quickly came to the conclusion that this wasn't right this needed to be people focused we needed to ensure that everything we're doing is focused and centered around the individual that we're delivering support for so going down the route of creating a, a charity, a non-profit, uh, meant that it took away that requirement to be focused on profit. And actually, we are now focused on the individual and the support that's being delivered for them. But of course, we still have to be funded. We still need money in the bank to enable us to purchase services, to employ staff, to uh, deliver the uh, the various mechanisms of support that we have. 
so of course that money has to come from somewhere we we've put together a, a sponsorship package that enables businesses to sponsor us very grateful to green geeks who have stepped up uh, first company to sponsor us to date um, we've also had a couple of sizable donations from other companies um, so w, uh, a particular shout out for WPMU Dev um, who these these organizations have made financial donations to the charity there's no expectation of anything in return uh, for that for that donation but of course we also have public donations and we've we set an initial funding goal of 260,000 for year one the split was between uh, corporate sponsorship, government grants, and public donations. Of that year one funding goal, £10,000 of that was to be uh, to be raised via public donations. Now, we actually almost hit that £10,000 uh, £10, from public donations uh, within three months of launching the, um, uh, of announcing the fact that donations were available, that people were able to make those pledges. So, we were incredibly humbled by the fact that the, we recognised that the community was wanting to support uh, an entity such as this. The, the sponsorship options that we have um, are tailored to the individual companies. There are a number of services that we're delivering. We can deliver exposure of those uh, of those companies uh, throughout the, the services that we're offering. So we know that companies are able to sponsor WP and Op, but what about individuals like you and me? Can they get involved and give a little? So if, if individuals are wanting to support us, uh, if you visit wpnup.org forward slash give, you'll find the option on there to, to make a donation. Um, 100% of that donation goes to the charity. You get uh, the option to, to set it as a reoccurring donation if, you, if, you, uh, if you're so inclined. Um, and as I say, everything that uh, comes through goes directly into developing services to provide support. Uh, so we're so grateful for every single penny that comes into the charity. The the funding goal of 260000 that we set um, at the start of this process feels like a large number. Um, we've quickly come to realise that the the need, the demand for support within the, within the community is far, far higher than uh, we'd initially set out uh, with the expectations of, uh, with, the, with the information that we had at the time. Uh, so we're actually needing to uh, progress this at a, at a higher pace um, and, and start bringing in additional funding to deliver additional levels of support. What I wanted to ask Dan next was whether or not the charity had actually started working with people in the WordPress community. Have people been receiving support? And what does that support look like? Early 2018, um, we put together a community, uh, sorry, late 2017, actually, we put together a community video, uh, asked a number of the members of the community to get involved. And the, the intention of that video really was, it was intended to be a kind of a hello world. Uh, this is something that we need to have a conversation about. This is something that we need to talk about potentially bringing to the community. Actually, what happened off the back of that video uh, was we received an awful lot of requests for for help uh, and, and wanting to have conversations and discussions around receiving support. Uh, of course, at that time, so throughout the whole of 2018, we were completely unfunded. Uh, we didn't have um, any financial support, so everything was delivered via volunteers. We had around 3,800 hours volunteered in that 12-month uh, peri period, delivering uh, delivering nearly 1,000 hours of support, uh, mentorship and companionship to the, to the community, to the individuals reaching out to us. 
So it's been a real eye opener for us to see that we've we've had the community reaching out, individuals wanting support, wanting companionship, wanting mentorship. But we've also, as I said, mentioned earlier, we've had individuals wanting to support from a financial perspective. So it's been uh, there's been a lot of evidence that not only does the community require this level of support, but this community also wants to support this kind of support. It's been very, very humbling, actually, to see the responses um, and messages from people coming in in regards to this. A lot of the, um, the the initial contact and support that we receive comes through via text as opposed to uh, text formats as opposed to phone. Um, we do have a phone number available. You can you can contact us on plus four four two zero three three two two one zero eight zero. That's o two o double three double two ten eighty. That is a UK a UK number. Uh, we are currently in the process of actually pulling together a number of phone numbers, global numbers, so we, we don't simply just have the UK support access uh, via phone. We also have live chats. We have a Slack team. We have um, obviously email uh, and contact forms. There are there are several ways of communicating with us. The vast majority of individuals that come through that reach out are via text formats. So you can email support at wpnup.org. Uh, that will get an individual into our support process, support systems. Um, from there, we then um, reach out and um, have a, a conversation uh, with a, with an individual to to work out what it is that the individual is struggling with, um, and to work out how best WPN Up can support that individual. We have our four health hubs: our, our business health, our, our skills health, our physical health, and our mental health um, hubs. We've found over the, the 12, 18 months that we've been supporting individuals that a lot of, uh, almost every everyone will fit into one of those four health hubs. And delivering support requires us to get an understanding of that individual and what they're struggling with. Um, so everything we're doing is tailored for the individual. Uh, there's no one size fits all solution here uh, because, of course, we're talking about people and obviously everybody's unique. If you go to the wpandop.org website, you'll see that the support is grouped into four areas, or hubs. Mental health, physical health, skills health, and business health. Perhaps we have an understanding of what the mental health hub might offer. But what about the other three? Physical, skills, and business hubs. What are they all about? So physical health is one that I personally struggle with uh, <laughs> the most. There's a direct correlation between our physical health and our mental health. We find that uh, certainly, again, this this came from a place of experience um, for myself and other individuals in the um, in the initial development of WPN Up that we could spend um, an incredible amount of time sitting at our desks, um, not getting the physical exercise, not getting the, the just simply getting up and moving and that can have a real negative impact on our mental health. The, the We're not just talking about physical movement though, we're talking about diet, we're talking about just just simple, simple things like intake of water. Um, all of these things can have, if not managed and not maintained, can have a real negative impact on ourselves and our mental health. With the physical health hub, I know that we all need to get plenty of exercise and have a healthy diet, but I wasn't sure what WP and OP would be able to offer me. 
Is it going to be a knowledge base of useful information? Or would I be able to speak to someone directly? Bit of a mixture plus some extras. We've got um, uh, our, our mental health, uh, sorry, our physical health advisor is developing a lot of the services at the moment that actually deliver mentorship um, around this. And actually, um, we delivered through the month of January our mentors in movement. So the concept was actually having a mentor, uh, uh, getting our mentor calls, getting a, a kind of a mastermind type group together. But instead of sitting at our desks having that call, we were actually getting out and moving. So we were on a stick the headphones in, go for a walk and have that call. So there was that um, accountability, the physical exercise, the physical movement. Um, but of course, at the same time, getting some of the, uh, the, the uh, either the business or the skills uh, mentorship as well. I wanted to move the conversation onto the skills and business hubs. It's not so obvious what their purposes are. So let's start with the skills hub. So Skills Health was initially born um, out of our what was called our Code Health Hub. But we very quickly realised that calling it a Code Health Hub was very exclusive. We were very focused on the individual, uh, the individuals as developers that were writing code. Funnily enough, the vast majority of individuals that we talk with come through the Skills Health Hub or have a, have a link to the Skills Health Hub. We're partnering with uh, a number of individuals in and around the community um, that deliver training and educational uh, training and education material. The Skills Health Hub is really looking at the individual if the if a skills gap is causing a, a an issue for them from a mental health perspective. We can then look to potentially try and support that uh, and signpost into the most appropriate um, training and education material that's available. Common example that I give here for this is an individual, fantastic developer, um, really knows how to uh, to write some great code, but has no experience of marketing themselves. So they're trying to be a freelancer, trying to run a business, producing fantastic products uh, within their, their uh, skills, but to actually then go and market themselves and actually start uh, to be able to uh, support themselves financially. Um, they, they, so we can then look at the Skills Health Hub and say, okay, well, clearly marketing is an issue here. So let's look at the training and educational material that's, uh, that can support this. And the Business Hub. You might need some support with the mechanics of running your business. That could be writing a proposal or getting your tax documents submitted correctly. Is that the sort of thing that the Business Hub deals with? So the, the business health hub is a—it's almost a subsection of the skills health because of the community that WPNUP is supporting. A large proportion of the individuals that we see are self-employed um, or are responsible for their own running of the businesses, uh, running a business. And so the business hub, we felt it was important to have a, a specific service that supported this this group. Uh, so within it, we have uh, mentors, we have individuals that can support from quite a wide and varied uh, level. So we've got individuals that have spoken to us as freelancers, and we've also got individuals that have spoken with us as large agency owners. Of course, as, as business owners, we all have challenges and, and things that we, we face on a day-to-day -day basis. We talk about WPNUP supporting the freelancers, solo business owners, distributed team members, but often it's, it's also there's that old adage of it's lonely at the top, uh, the, the business owners that may not necessarily be able to then communicate with their staff the challenges that they're facing. When I hear the word charity, 
I immediately associate this with free to use. In other words, I can use it and it's not going to cost me any money. Is this the case for WP and OP? Is it in fact free of cost to me? Currently, we don't charge, there are no charges for um, the services that are delivered by uh, WP and UP. We are working very hard to maintain that. The last thing we want to do, if an individual is, is approaching us and they are struggling with their business and it's having a negative impact on their mental health, the very last thing we want to then do is hit them with a big bill to um, uh, try and support them. So, of course, working with strategic partners um, uh, such as Green Geeks and WPMU Dev and Pragmatic, uh, Emotional, uh, to try and deliver these services free to end user is the goal here. The whole point of WP and Op is to offer support, to assist people in moving from one place to another. I wanted to know if this is actually happening. Are there real people like you and I who are having success moving through WP and Op? It's been an incredible experience, to be honest. We are. It's always very difficult because we don't want to be sharing obviously any information of any individuals specifically. But there have been some some real success stories so far um, through through WPN Up. It's been wonderful to see the growth and development of individuals uh, as they've gone through through these processes um, and, and and hearing the stories of other conversations and people that that are progressing through this. A big part of what we do is just just simply enabling people to talk about mental health, just being a, just encouraging people to open up, even if it's not in a direct between that individual and WP and up. I've, I've given talks at events a number of times and every time it feels like people have just been waiting for permission to talk about the challenges they've been facing, the mental health related issues. Uh, and it's humbling every single time the communications that we get um, either directly at that event or post event and seeing the journey of these individuals I say over the last 12 to 18 months um, has certainly made all this completely worth it. And isn't that the point? It's about having a positive impact upon other people. Just before we finish speaking to Dan, I wanted to give him the floor to have a chance to say anything he wanted to. So, Dan Maybe from WP and Up, thank you very much for all that you do. Yeah, sure. I mean, we, WP and Up can be reached at WP and Up. Uh, the website is WPNUP.org. If you want to get in contact with us, go forward slash contact. All of the information, everything that we discuss is handled confidentially. Uh, nothing is shared. Other than that, I, just, I would just like to say a huge personal thank you um, to all the volunteers, to everybody over the last 12, 18 months that have enabled WPN Up to grow to this and to get to this stage. Um, the fact that we are sat here recording a podcast to talk about WPN Up, it's, it's wonderful to see that this is becoming a thing. This is something that we are delivering to the community. And just just to remind people that this is this is very real this impacts people's lives in a very, very real way and i just wanted to say a huge thank you uh, to yourself nathan obviously for what you do here and of course everybody else that's been involved um, it's, it's um it's been an amazing journey so far but we have literally just started the journey so looking forward to where this goes if you're still with us great we appreciate your support. When this podcast idea came up, I was thinking about how I was going to convey the idea of what WP and Op is all about. 
So that's why you heard from Dan. Hopefully that gave you some context about what the mission is and what the sort of problems are that we're trying to help you with. It's a difficult thing to talk about and, if I'm honest, it's a difficult thing to make a podcast about. I'm going to keep going though, because this is something that I believe in, and maybe you do too. As the weeks go by and you listen to more of these episodes, you're going to hear from people who have their own stories to tell. You're going to find out about their downs and ops, and the ways that they've tackled these. Some of the things that we're going to encounter are related to mental health, but as you just heard, that's only one of the strands that WP&UP is trying to assist with. The other hubs are physical health, skills health, and business health. In future episodes, we'll unwrap what all of those mean, but for now it's enough to say that WP&UP is trying to help you succeed, and that might mean getting you help with your business or the skills that you feel you lack. To do this work, we need your support. That could be just listening to this podcast, or perhaps donating your time or your money. Sponsorship is also an option, and sponsoring WP&OP is a cool thing to do. You get a whole heap of benefits, but from my point of view, this one is the coolest. Today, the WP and Up podcast is sponsored by Green Geeks. Green Geeks offers an awesome managed web hosting platform that's built for speed, security, and scalability while being environmentally friendly. Enjoy a better web hosting experience for your WordPress website, backed by 24 7 expert support. And we thank Green Geeks for their support of the WP and Up podcast. So there's a serious point to this podcast. We want you to listen to it in the weeks to come and feel that you've been educated, or entertained, or both. But we also want you to become aware that WP and Up is a real thing, set up to help real people. With that in mind, we're going to be sharing stories from people who have asked to be involved. Each story will be different. But, by sharing their events, we might all be better able to understand what others have been through, And perhaps, the situations described will be something that you can identify with. Today's story is from Giles. It's about his anxiety and recovery. So this is a trigger warning. Next, we will be talking about anxiety and recovery. If you are impacted by this subject, you can skip this section, which is roughly 12 minutes in length. So my story begins 20 years ago. Um, I'm working in film and TV, having Life of Riley. And then through a series of circumstances that I'm not expecting, my life explodes. And I suffer my first panic attack. And from that point, for the next three years, my life is ruled by a fear of panic and anxiety. And the best way I can describe it is that it is a utter living hell. It's, it's kind of like a twilight zone where there's me and then there's everybody else. 
and everybody else is living what appears to be a, a normal, happy life. They're going about having a normal, doing normal, happy things, things that normal people do. And over time, I become aware that I am less able to do normal things and that my life is starting to shrink. At the beginning, it's small little things and they're kind of things that I'm able to bat away and not really kind of, kind of push under the carpet, pretend they're not happening. But over time, the fear of anxiety and the fear of panic get a stronger hold and they're more things that I'm aware I cannot do. I cannot do for fear of triggering off another attack. That first attack was so terrifying. I just never, ever, ever want to go back there. So I just want to steer clear of anything that's going to possibly kick another one off. But the problem with anxiety, as it increases its grip, is that there are more things that I can't do anymore. So it gets to a point where my life is so small, it's pretty much my bedroom. And I start to get to a point where I think, I don't want to be here anymore. And it was at that point that I realized I need to reach out for help. When you had your first panic attack, was there a moment, a catalyst, an event that you now look back and think that was the cause of it? Or did this sort of slowly build up over time and manifest itself in this one moment? That's a, a great question. I started to notice um, that people would question or kind of bank tellers would look at my signature um, Back in the day, most things had to be done by check. If you wanted to get cash out, you had to go cash a check. And I would notice tellers kind of looking at my signature maybe once or twice. And that was when this little voice popped up in my head and said, what if they said no? What if they said you can't have your money? And I kind of what's important about that is sometimes these little pre-thoughts, what I now know is that that was leading up that was a seed one day i went to the bank very hungover with a huge amount of coffee intake so i kind of had the shakes and i went to sign a very large check and again the teller looked at me just as i was about to start signing and that voice came in my head and it went what if and that was the trigger that started the panic panic attack off was there a reason why, in your own mind, it was associated with this signing of a cheque? Because that's quite a specific, specific thing. Um, and so somebody from the outside listening to that story might be wondering, you know, are there other people who have different triggers, um, equally specific? Anxiety can come in many shapes and forms. Sometimes there are very specific triggers. Other times there can be wider things, maybe things that are less clearly identifiable. The unique point though is, is that there is somewhere a trigger 
whether you are consciously aware of it or not um, doesn't really matter. Mm. Uh, it's, there is something lying there. And it's one, once we become aware of the potential for this thing to explode that the real kind of mental disease starts to kick in. Mm. You said earlier that it was an experience you never, ever wish to have again. Would you mind describing what it feels like so that people can have an, an understanding? Sure. Um, I heard an analogy once, which I think is great. It's like when you're tipping your chair and you over-tip and you get a sudden... <gasps> but with panic, it's longer. It's more sustained. It can start with a skiddy kind of feeling, a loss of concentration. Uh, actually, it's part of our, our brain starting to shut down and to go into fight and flight. Um, our hearing our hearing can become echoey, uh, an increase in heart rate, hot flushing. With some people, a fear of defecation. These are all things that are, are typical symptoms of going into fight or flight, getting ready to fight or to run away. It's just it's happening in circumstances that we wouldn't associate with needing to get ready to fight or flight. Mm. Is it sustained? Does it go on for a fixed period of time or can it go on for many hours or possibly days? Yes, it can. Um, what, as long as there is some trigger uh, still present, uh, it can continue. Um, the the physical side of anxiety, the actual arousal, the release, release of adrenaline, well, once the trigger is stopped, that takes about half an hour to start to break itself down. But mentally, the um, ability to trigger and to re-trigger, think about an issue, think about it again, think about it again, can put us into a state where we are aroused and either partly or wholly in a state of anxiety can last a considerable period of time. And does it impact upon your life uh, at the time it's happening or are you able to, to carry on regardless during these panic attacks or must you sort of isolate yourself and go elsewhere and take time off work, for example? It's, it's with you for as long as it's with you and you can take it absolutely anywhere and it will accompany you, you everywhere. So, and that's, that's one of the kind of issues is that it's in your head, it's going to follow you. And once it starts to get a hold on you, it's a different story to actually get rid of it, to switch it off. Would people necessarily know that you were having a panic attack? If I was to be sat in a room with you during one of these episodes, would I be able to see it or could you cover it up? Good question. Um, it is possible to be in a state of anxiety and control it. And in actual fact, that's one of the steps to recovery. But somebody in a full flight panic attack could be pretty noticeable. The, the fact that one may collapse is, mm. is, could be an extreme, um, accelerated breathing. Uh, yeah, the signs can be pretty obvious. Some people may be good at, at, at covering it up, at containing it. But yes, uh, full-blown is, is a pretty obvious thing to see. Mm. And you mentioned there that you've, you've got strategies, techniques for coping now. Would you like to tell us about what it is that you've done, who you reached out to, who you spoke to in order to, to get, your, get yourself along this path? Yes. So as I say, the start was 
reaching out. And then when I started to reach out, that's when everything changed. And the first step is really to find the right set of people to help. Um, anxiety is a, a result of something. So what is the something that's causing the result? So finding people that are able to help you with the particular thing that you're suffering, that's really the key. Now, I was lucky because I have members of my family and my close friends who are counsellors. So when I reached out, I reached out to them and they all said, okay, go shop around, go and have a look for the type, type of things that you feel comfortable with, the type of people that speak your language, the way that you like to talk. And that was a really key change for me was to, I, I actually thought, yes, I want to try therapy. Some people don't want to do that and that's absolutely fine. So really the start is to, 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 to speak to somebody who can say, well, let's have a look at some alternatives for you. What kind of feel, thing feels good for you? What feels comfortable for you? And that's really a key thing is to kind of like, oh, well, maybe I'd just like to talk to a bunch of people. Or in my case, I thought, no, I want to go find somebody who really knows about this stuff. And that mm. was a key step was finding somebody. And I can remember she looked at me on the first meeting and she said, um, Shall I let you into a secret? And I was like, okay. She said, I love panic. And I was like, <laughs> you what? This thing has brought me nearly to the end of days. It's, it's ruined my life for three years and you love this thing. You must be nuttier than me. <laughs> <laughs> and she said, no, because it's so easy to fix. <laughs> that was the key. For the first time in three years, I thought, number one, I can do this. And number two, I felt a flicker of optimism and a flicker of hope. Mm. There is light at the end of the tunnel. There is. That's great. There is. Um, what I learned was, you know, fantastic. I learned how to fight back. That um, I learned, first of all, what's happening to me and that anxiety and panic is just a fight or flight system running on overdrive, and that I'm not nuts. That was a big step. Then I learned um, about strategies to start pushing back. And then, and this is a really key thing, is I started to learn about building a well-being routine, a routine that helps me get into a better spot. We're used to the principle of needing to exercise our bodies to get into a good space. Well, we need to do that with our minds sometime as well. Mm. And I'll say, you know, I've been in remission for 20 years now, and it's, be, it's because I have a well-being routine that I practice every day. I still have times when I can feel challenged and can feel, but I know, no, this thing is under control, and so long as I continue my routine, I can stay in a good space. WP and Op podcast was sponsored today by Green Geeks. Green Geeks offers a specially engineered platform that offers WordPress users web hosting that is designed for the fastest, most secure and scalable hosting available in multiple data centers. 
Their WordPress hosting makes deploying and managing WordPress websites easy with automatic one-click install, managed updates, real-time security protection, SSD RAID 10 storage arrays, power cacher and expert 24-7 support to make for the best web hosting experience. And we thank Green Geeks for their support of the WP and Up podcast. Hey, that's it for this week. I hope you enjoyed it. Remember that there's help available for you or people you know over at wpandup.org. Please spread the word about this new podcast. Tell your friends and subscribe on iTunes or your favourite podcast player. So, until next time, hashtag press forward. <laughs>